to the first, last, and only episode three of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as always, on this very early morning, is Sam Matura. Sam, how you doing? I'm a little tired, I ain't gonna lie to you. Having a new puppy is keeping me up all night, but other than that, I'm great. Yeah, we, uh, as you probably know, we tape at 8 a.m. on Saturday slash Sunday mornings. We're bringing this to you another day early. This will be Saturday, August 13th is the day we record this show. And it's funny that you mentioned you can't sleep because that's something I find myself not doing either. And this is something that's been like a habit of mine for my entire life. I just, I don't ever get my eight hours. I don't ever (laughs) sleep past, I don't know, 8 a.m. I was up at 4 a.m. again today. I know you're the same kind of way. I'm lucky if I get my four hours, let alone eight. It's funny. I never, I, I'm the light sleeper. I think that's what it is. I'm a very light sleeper. You could, you see, if I hear a sneeze from three houses over, I wake up to it and I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? And then I can't fall back asleep. I don't force myself to lately. I've been doing a little better. If I wake up at like four or five, instead of just coming up or getting up and going downstairs and playing PlayStation or watching YouTube or a movie or something like that, I'll try to go back to bed. It just doesn't work for me. Just be grateful. You have cats and I have dogs who sleep in bed with me. I have cats who sleep in bed with me. But they're tiny. Are they? Have you seen Rue? Well, she did get fat. She's massive. I blame uh, Ashley. <laughs> yeah, I have two uh, kittens, my fiance and I, and they usually sleep up around the bed. Sometimes they'll get in between us and cuddle between us, which is awesome. But then if I like move an inch, they'll like freak out and jump out of bed. Then I'll wake up, and that starts the whole vicious cycle over again. If I get up and move even, like, like you said, an inch, my dog has to get up and plop back down on top of me. Yeah, it's so funny. And it's so this morning when I woke up, again, I woke up like 4 o'clock, I decided to play a little Pokemon Snap. Well, wow. N64, Pokemon Snap. And it got me thinking, because... I went over, like I forget, it was episode one or episode two. I think it was last week, episode two. I went over all the game consoles I have, and that in there is included a Wii U. And I'm thinking to myself, how good of an opportunity it could have been for Nintendo to release like a Pokemon Snap sequel on Wii U. Because if you know the Wii U, it's got the tablet controller, built-in camera. It was a perfect system for what I wanted. And I think everybody could have agreed with me. A Pokemon Snap sequel would have been awesome. Oh, I totally agree. I remember playing the shit out of Snap <laughs> back in the day. I think we all did. I mean, you've been over, you probably went over my house a hundred million times to play that. Oh, I've been in your easily. house. And we were kids playing that. I know uh, our friends, Bill and Ryan, cousins, they are extremely good at that game, too. Snap? Yeah, very good at that game. And I recently watched, I mean, like, so a little. A little bit more nerdy stuff about me. I'm a big fan of speedrunning video games. So it's like where you basically beat a game the fastest way possible, whether it was an intended by the developer or not, whether you use a glitch or not. Now, some runs go 100%. Some do glitches. Some do glitch-free. And there's like a billion different games you can speedrun. But if you remember, Pokemon Snap is very, like... It's an on-rails game, yeah. basically, where you don't, you don't have freedom to move around. You go from point A to point B, and on the way, you take pictures of Pokemon. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> Generation 1 only, because it was back then, and there was not even all 150 available. How many is there? I don't remember. I want to say less than 100. I'm not uh, 100% on it, but I do remember some of the cool things, like... Um, if you threw something at an electrode, it would explode. And if you took a picture of it, you got extra points. <laughs> I remember that. Or you could throw uh, the apples or something like that or pester balls to Pikachu and it got on the surfboard. Or you can get the Lapras uh, out in the sea that you could zoom in on or uh, Chansey. 
was rolling, I think, on top of an Eevee or something like that, and Scyther would pop out if he threw a bunch of pester balls yeah. in some high grass. I remember the Scyther. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you knocked Charma- uh, Charmeleon into the lava, Charizard came out, and uh, something happened with a Magikarp and a waterfall, and a Gyarados would pop out of that. I'm having flashbacks right now. And I, and I just, I was watching a speed run of it, and you think everybody goes like the same speed, but it's not about that. I watched a speed run, every picture this dude took was Perfect, and it's awesome. It's SGDQ, AGDQ. It's games done quick. They do it twice a year. It's a marathon, speed run marathon for a whole week, and it raises money for cancer. But that's what he gets paid to do, no? They don't really get paid. It's it's all for charity. Oh, wow. So they give cool. it to Prevent Cancer or Doctors Without Borders. Um, it's twice a year, January and July. July's just passed. Um, uh, nerdy thing. They read my donation donation on the air for Donkey Kong, but it's cool. Whatever. I'm not going to say anything. Go ahead, nerds. Um, so I think a friend and I are actually going to go to AG, AGDQ this 2017 because it's in Virginia. It's only a couple hours away. So we're going to be able to make that. But I was thinking that they missed this chance to make this sequel on Wii U. And Wii U is dying. It's dead. The NX is already kind of rumored uh, to come out. And maybe the NX cashes in on that Pokemon Snap hype. They have already confirmed that Mario, Zelda, and Pokemon will already make a uh, a an appearance on NX within the first six months. But like, great! I'm gonna watch baseball tonight. That's a given. Like, it's what we just we already know that. Um, but in a way. Pokemon Go is kind of like a sequel to Pokemon Snap. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that, especially with the AR where you could take pictures, move around a lot, and definitely. We've seen some funny screenshots. Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> the the creativity of people. Uh, you know, I've taken some screenshots, but they're not as good as... Oh, no, no way. The the One of the funnier ones I found is like the, uh, the sex ones where it's the Diglett. On like a dude's lap. <laughs> and no, I didn't see that one. <laughs> and it looks like, you know, what I'm trying to say, it looks like he's excited. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I it's hilarious. Like, those things are really funny. Um, there, was, uh, there was one of a lick of tongue and a girl. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and it said, Pokemon Go and chill. <laughs> and, and I loved it. It was so good. So, to, so in a way, Pokemon Go is more than just this app where you go catch them in real life and walk around and all that stuff. It kind of is like a spiritual successor to po- uh, Pokemon Snap, but man, I really hope that they come out with some sort of sequel in some way uh, on NX or even just re-release it. Like, I have the cartridge form on any... Uh, uh, wow, Super NES. Nintendo 64, like I said, I was just playing it, but like... You know, and, and N64 controller is kind of timeless, but to bring it out and ca- even if you do like a added generations to it or updated graphics or whatever you want to do uh, maybe a couple more maps or maybe something else that professor oak can say besides wonderful that would be great but that game is timeless to me that's actually one of the few games i don't have for n64 i never would have guessed that i could have sworn you had that game i have a lot but not that one uh, so that'll kind of transition us into the Pokemon Go update that, that recently uh, came out. It's 1.3 for iOS users, and I think 3.0 or 3.1, um, or maybe even 3.3 for Android users. So basically what it does, there was a whole bunch of stuff that Niantic has added slash taken away from the game. But I think the main thing, the main crux of what they've done is grass tracking. So they, they updated the tracking system. They got rid of the nearby feature. Um 
they they now have sightings as opposed to nearby. And if you look, it's just grass behind the Pokemon that's in the area. It's no longer footsteps, three, two, one. And obviously, like we talked about last episode, they got rid of the steps for a little while. And this is by no means a final thing. Niantic is toying around with it. They're trying to find the best method. They're trying to find the best way to uh, appease everyone, which is something you're never going to do. But something that this update does that I actually like that is gaining some flack is that Pokemon are harder to find but when they f- when they pop up on the lower right hand uh, corner of your screen whether it be the silhouette of them because you haven't seen them yet or a Pokemon you have seen they are within your range and by your range I mean that circle that illuminates from you as you're walking kind of like your ding range if they're on your screen, they're in there. So you can track them once they come up on your screen. I mean, I'm kind of liking it, actually, myself. I know, you know, the Pokemon have been, yes, a lot harder to catch. I know, actually, our buddy Machi just told me the other day that he ran into a Dragonite. He threw about 20 Ultra Balls and 40 Great Balls, and any ran didn't get them. I'd have been so pissed. Yeah, I, mean, I probably would have threw my phone. Yeah, my fiance found an Electabuzz on the highway, and it ran from her. I was lucky. Uh, we recently went down the shore, um the Jersey shore and on the beach right at our shore house that we were staying at was a poker stop. I put that on our Instagram at we podcast and we know things if you want to go check it out. Um, but as I set up a poker stop, of course I'm going to set up lures because oh, why, why, not? why not? So I set up a lure and all of a sudden we're just sitting out on the porch, hanging out, uh, having a good time. And all of a sudden we hear a kid and a mom, the next door uh, over saying haunter. And I was like, Haunter. So I got up, I looked at her, I was like, I didn't get no Haunter. And she looks and she's like, me neither. And then it pops up on both of our screens and we're like, oh gosh, awesome, awesome. I caught my first try with a Pokeball. Hers ran. She misses. <laughs> oh, wow. What are you going to do? She's so pissed. <laughs> she's so pissed. Uh, but it was really neat that that we then talked to them and they they came up to us and they said, did you stop, stop that lure? And I was like, yeah, I did. And they're like, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> we didn't have a ghastly yet and now we have a haunter. Da, da, da. And it was like a mother and son. And I was like, you know what? Not only are we playing it and that's awesome and we're in a different, but like that's really neat. You did your good deed for the day. That was really neat. Yeah. Um, but the diff- uh, another kind of piece to the update is outside of um, the silhouettes and showing up in your range is it's tougher to track a nest. And, the reason that is is usually or before with the nearby and the steps, if there was like four or five EVs or Magikarps or Pidgeys around, all of them would show up on your screen. So you would kind of know, okay, good. This is where I need to be if I want to you know, get a Pidget or eradicate or whatever. Now, no matter how many are around you, only one shows up. So it is difficult to track the nest, especially for what I'm trying to do right now is get a Gyarados. Well, you know, as you know, I already had my Gyarados. It took a while, but... But they don't know. Well, now you guys do. Sam has a fucking Gyarados. Oh, and a recent, my most recent yesterday, I happened to hatch two back-to-back Pikachus now. I have Raichu. I know a lot of people are upset with me. I'm, I'm on that list. <laughs> so if I, had to, if I had to name, like, top five or six that I just desperately want... Um, I have my Scyther. I actually caught a second one in the wild, so that was neat. I hatched my first one, caught a second one, so now I can say like I officially got a Scyther because I got to catch it. CP28, but whatever. Um, the other one's like 600. So I would say Alakazam is my – I want that so bad. Gengar, Raichu, Gyarados, Hitmonchan, Hitmonlee, and Dragonite. Like, I got three out of that, what, six? I, okay. I, when I get that, my game's done. I'm over. <laughs> I'm over it. No, I'm obviously going to try for everything. 
and then I'm sure they'll release hopefully the next gen so we can get some some more guys because I already have like 107. I'm getting there. I have in the 60s. Um, I'm a level 16 now. I think you're what 20. I just got the 22. 22. Um, what is it? 20,000 experience, right? Where you're at? At least. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm. I don't see this stopping down. I, it's slowing down a little bit. I, I get. I definitely see it. Definitely slowing down. But when I when I come home from work, you know, around my neighborhood, I still see kids, you know, with their phones walking around, squad deep. You probably see me do it too. Well, probably in your neighborhood, walking <laughs> around. You'll probably be on a skateboard. Yeah. Right. And I. I mean, it doesn't slow down for me. I still open it whenever I can. I can't play it at work, unfortunately. Even though my work is a poke stop. I maxed out my data. <laughs> I had to spend five hours to get an extra gig. I went. Uh, do you want to know? Uh-oh. <laughs> I went 600% over my data plan. Holy crap. <laughs> I have to leave Verizon. <laughs> I'm, not I'm not kidding. I'm going to AT&T uh, in October because I can't do it anymore. I would I'm, have cried I'm, seeing that, Bill. I'm jumping on. It's not pretty. I'm jumping <laughs> on a shared plan with Ashley so we can get <laughs> more gigs. That's when you know you have problems. <laughs> But I can't play it at work. So, like, I, I'll play it because there's a Pokestop at work. Like I said, my work is one. So I can do it when I'm driving into work. I can do it on my break or my lunch if I get one. And I can do it on the way home. So I can hit the Pokestop three times a day or so. But I don't. I can't catch anything unless somebody already set up a lure at work and I'm driving by it and something pops. That's how I got my Tauros. And that's how I got a bunch of EVs and actually my Abra. Just demand your workers to start laying down lures. Yeah, right. But it, it sucks because it's on the other side of the damn building. So, like, I'm very rarely over there. Uh, so if I, like, I'm praying that I get, like, a new office and it's on the other side of the building. And it's just, like, I take out my phone every five minutes at work. I connect to the Wi-Fi and just kind of swipe. I don't blame you there. It'd be perfect. Uh, and I don't, I don't see it slowing down for me. I'm, I'm going to continue playing even well after probably I get, you know, up to level 30, the cap, I, I want to catch them all. I just, I, it's part of me. I just checked, actually, my thing. It's actually a million points to get to the next level. <laughs> Not 200, by the way. Yeah. Um, and it's exciting to to see, still see people walking down the street playing it. And it came out, I think, July 7th. And it's over a month old. And as new as that still is, in mobile data apps, it's old. Isn't... I, what phone company is doing the the Pokemon Go free for data? There's a there's T-Mobile. Okay, there's T-Mobile. T-Mobile's offering a year of free unlimited data if, for Pokemon Go, which is neat. But that's why they're the fourth largest carrier in the nation. That's T-Mobile stinks. I'm sorry. Um, Pokemon Sun and Moon dropped some new uh, another new trailer, and it was leaked on Koro Koro, a Japanese magazine. It was supposed to come out on the 12th, but they released it early because of these leaks. And what these leaks have was uh, three new Pokemon and three new Alola forms uh, of Generation One Pokemon, and of course an introduction to the the uh, the rival team, which is nice. T- uh, Gen One Team Rocket. There was Team Magma, Team Plasma, Team Everything. So this is there's a new team. We'll get into all of that. But we're up to 45 new Pokemon announced for the Sun and Moon. It is mid-August. It comes out mid-November. I think November 18th. Okay, okay, wait, wait. And there's been like five trailers already. How many total Pokemon are they at right now? Over 740. What's left? Everything. That's the cool thing. I, I hearken back, and I've been thinking about this since you said it. I remember back in episode one where you said, I think they're running out of ideas. I disagree. I think there's a million ideas because 
that that are still to be determined. I mean, you have Z moves in this one. You have Alolan forms. You have things you can do to make it better. And there's a different thing they're doing with a, a new Pokemon this in this uh, trailer that we'll talk about. But they base the Pokemon designs because that's what everybody thinks is Gen One's the best because it's the designs. I've talked about it. It's like two magnets, a pilot, a sludge, like a Diglett. What the hell is even a Diglett? Perfect. I like it. But that's the thing because it's calls to your nostalgia, yes, right? Yes, definitely. And. And then you make fun of Gen 5, not you, like in general. People make fun of Gen 5 for having an ice cream cone or a pile of trash. Or a shoe. Or eventually. <laughs> or the, the Hawaiian lei or the set of keys or the sword. And it's like, it's so not about that. It's the pile of trash, first of all, was in Gen 5 and Gen 5 is based off New York. So that to me is hilarious. <laughs> I wish it was New Jersey. Cause that's Take the, that, New York. Because that's, that's a terrible state. Shout out to all my friends in New Jersey. Um, but they base the Pokemon designs off the region that they're in. And this one's in Hawaii. So, I mean, there was a leaked Sandcastle Pokemon. There was the, there was the three new ones that we're going to talk about here. And they're based in Hawaii. That's how we have the Lei, the Hawaiian Lei Pokemon. It's like if you base it in Philly, you're going to have a cheesesteak Pokemon. It's just going <laughs> to – and the Liberty Bell. It'll be a cracked bell even though there's already one of them. There's a method behind their madness. Yeah. And that's the thing. There is. And it's very calcul- uh, calculated. And the ice cream cone, by the way, just as a trivia piece for you, the ice cream cone, Vanillite, Vanillux, and I can't – um, vanilla, vanilla, vanillax, and damn it, I don't remember. It's a three-stage evolution. It's a little tiny ice cream cone. Then it goes into a big soft serve with a s- cinnamon stick. Three scoops, out, and then it comes out to the double, <laughs> the double Mr. Softy cone. Uh, but anyway, um, that was the first Pokemon by an American. Oh, really? Outside of Japan, it was the first Pokemon designed by somebody outside of Japan as an American. Yeah, a little so, round of applause for you. It was, of course, it was a fattening <laughs> food, but that's that's again, that's fine. We'll take it. Uh, in the new trailer, like I said, they released a bunch of stuff. Let's get into it. We'll start with the new Pokemon because honestly, the designs are okay. Yeah. On, on okay to kind of shitty, um, yeah. to be honest right. with you. But I love the, I love for two of the three. I love the dynamic and the thoughts behind them. So let's start with Wishy Washy. Wishy Washy is the school Pokemon. So basically, it's a water. It's a fish. It's a water type, and it's eight inches. Okay. Now when it reaches a certain level, instead of evolving, it doesn't evolve, but it has a schooling ability that basically makes a, a bunch of them come together, and they form one giant 26-foot-long wishy-washy. It was bigger than Gyarados, I believe. Yeah, the web, according to the website, even Gyarados flees from this form of Pokemon. And in the trailer, they have a Gyarados going up to it, and it lo- and the Gyarados loses. Gyarados will still whip his ass. Of course you would say that. <laughs> but it's neat. That's a really cool thing. Instead of an evolution, this might not evolve, but a bunch of them come together to band, like almost band together, school together. That's really neat. I, I would say out of the three, that this one is probably my favorite. Yeah, and I would, I would probably agree with you from a, a and even from a look standpoint, it does look pretty. Yeah. It looks pretty neat. The second form. Yeah, it does have um, it, its eyes are actually, I believe, one of each of the original form, the eight inch form for each one of its eyes too inside of it. It's got like subtle little detail about it. That's really neat. Again, go on YouTube, watch the trailer. The Pokemon company released it. So it's, it's out there. It's not a leak anymore. It's all confirmed. It is really cool. I would say that so far this might be from a look standpoint and from just like a damn, that's cool standpoint, probably one of my favorite new Pokemon released. Yeah? In this in this gen. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, one of my new favorite Pokemon released for Sun and Moon. Uh, the second was Pukumuku. Hopefully I didn't butcher that so much. Uh, that's the sea cucumber Pokemon. You know what's disgusting about this thing? It attacks with its insides, its innards. Oh, it was like innards are out, right? Yeah, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. innards. Uh, it's it's called innards out. It's the ability. Um, so this Pokemon's a bit. Gross. It's gross. It has like a little flower shape on its 
like belly that like comes out in a taxi with it. The animation for it's really neat though. <laughs> when it faints, when it faints, a little hand comes out of it and like gra- like gasps for air almost, or like gasps for like last life. It is really cool to watch the animation for it, but it looks derpy as shit. Definitely, it's done, it's a little sea cucumber, so it's nothing fancy. But the innards out ability is really neat because after it faints. Basically, what it does is the ability kicks in and it deals one final blow that does as much damage as the attack that took it down. Oh, wow. So you could possibly take down the enemy. That's, oh, that's nice. like really neat. Nice. Yeah, it reminds me of Call of Duty when you die and you drop the, the grenade. Last stand. Yeah, it, that's kind of what it reminded me of. I think that's really neat. As derpy as this thing looks, that could be potentially, especially in like a one-hit KO or super effective. He could be racing the hole. It could be really cool, yeah. Um, especially from like a strategic standpoint. I don't think it's going to have a purpose in the metagame um, in the uh, in the uh, VGC, but who knows. Any thoughts on, on that? No, I'm, I mean, hey, it's new guys, you know. Not for me. I, I won't be using the innard guy. <laughs> um, yes, it's Pukumuku, and I really hope I'm pronouncing that right. And the last one, I know I'm pronouncing wrong. It's uh, it looks like Moralol. That's I, what I was gonna say. <laughs> and I hope that it is how you say it. But it's a grass fairy type, and it's just a friggin' mushroom. Yeah, that's it. It's based off the Moralol nice mushroom. It's actually like the name of the mushroom that it's based off of. But I'm over it. We've had Paris. We've had Parasect. We've had Fungus. We've had Amungus. He Too means, many. He means nothing to me. <laughs> it's, He's it's, dead to me. And it looks stupid. It's it's a tiny little three kind of stemmed mushroom. It's really small. Yeah, it's fairy. That's all well and good. We have another fairy type Pokemon, but Jesus, I'm just kind of over this. Yeah, it's same here. Uh, hearkening back to, to something that Sam likes a lot is Generation 1. So they released three new Generation 1 Alolan forms. We'll kind of go in order of importance or order of coolness in, in our opinion. Uh, first one, pretty standard stuff. Dark, uh, I'm sorry, Alolan Meowth. Yeah. Dark type now. So hey, You don't look too bad. No, I went from a normal type to a dark type. Not a huge change. Um, I always kind of envisioned Persian as a dark type anyway. I, I think he is, isn't he? Well, I be- maybe. I think he's just normal, at least in Gen 1. Um, but now Meowth at least will become a dark type. So if Persian is dark type, Meowth now becomes a dark type for a Lolan form. And it kind of stands up on its toes. Its, its whiskers are like kind of curled as opposed to straight out. It kind of looks kind of deceiving. And it is it is pretty neat looking. It's, it's kind of smart for them because even when the first gen came out, everyone kind of liked Meowth, you know? Yeah, it's a harken back to the show. I yeah. mean, it, it, talking Meowth, Team Rocket, you know. So that is a smart move for them. And uh, But the second one, uh, Wow. Marowak. Oh, yeah. yeah. If, I didn't know if you were going to say the other one or this one. So uh, I won't pronounce his name or try to pronounce his name, but one of the pr- island protectors, that's the fire one. We talked about that before, how it might replace gyms, water, fire, uh, grass, electric. Well, the fire guy in his uh, in his description on Pokemon.com says that he and his Marowak. Well, Marowak's not a fire type normally, so it got rumors kind of swirling around like is he going to have a, an alolan form is it going to be fire and it is i, I have him fire and, and ghost fire ghost marowak and holy crap does it look amazing yeah, he's probably my second favorite out of the three yeah and and it's, it's so basically if you need to know it's the the cool thing about it is well a the bone for the marowak that it usually has with it just like a cubone holds a bone marowak holds a bone well the bone now the two tips of the bone are flames so it's really neat that um marowak now has literally a flaming baton of a bone with it so that's the fire piece of it but also ghost and you know what you know in my opinion and probably probably in pokemon company's opinion too what the significance of the ghost typing is shoot do you remember Gen 1 Lavender Town? 
Yeah, I actually do. So you go into Lavender Town in, in Gen 1, you go up into the Pokemon Tower, you find the Gastlys, yep. and this, that, and the other, and that's where you battle Gary's Raticate. I'm sorry, you battle Gary's Raticate for the last time, or your rivals. I shouldn't call them Gary. Blues. You, yeah, you, blue. You, yes. Blue. I don't know why I called him Gary. Um, Jim! Yeah, so uh, you, you battle Blues Raticate for the last time in the SSN, and, and but when you get off the SSN, you, you next find him at the Pokemon Tower, there's no Raticate on his team. So the theory goes that you killed his Raticate on the SSN, and he's going there to mourn it oh. or bury it. And he's coming back for revenge. Well, no, no, no. That He's already there, and you meet him there. He was there oh. burying his Raticate, and when you find him and battle him that time, he doesn't have his Raticate because they just buried it. But the neat thing about uh, Pokemon Tower is at the top of it, you get that... You get the shadow Pokemon that's following you around, and you can't catch it because you need the Sylph Scope, I believe it is, before it turns into a Marowak. Okay. You're, you're, as you're saying it, my memories are flooding back with SSN and everything. So do you know the, do you know the story behind the Cubone? Why it has the skull on its wear, It's his mother's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's his dead mother's skull yeah. that Cubone wears, which is so yeah, screwed up. It's very sad. <laughs> it's so screwed up. Um, that's really twisted now that we're older and can think about that. But that Marowak is dead so it's a ghost yeah um, I, I think so, it's a great idea so the ghost fire type to me is like again i'm in super neat like i cannot wait to get a fire and by the way i can't wait to get a cubone and a marowak in pokemon go but man that's a really neat idea but i'll let you kind of go into the third and final and our favorite very decisive out there in this world third alolan form that was released easily i both of our favorites none other than raichu what uh what typing is the raichu I have electric and psychic also. Yeah, so it's an electric psychic Alolan form Raichu, which would be really neat if they don't give Pikachu an Alolan form. Just keep Pikachu doing what he's doing, but once he evolves, you can, or even if you find him in the wild, a wild Alolan form Raichu, that would be awesome. I, I can actually see them doing Pikachu just because everybody loves Pikachu, you know, and I think a new form of them, people, you know, might get a little more excited. Well, which is why I can see them not doing it, because why screw with the mascot? You already have, like, Lucha Pikachu. Um, you already have uh, Detective Pikachu, who's got its own game already out in Japan that's coming over, and they're making a potential live-action Pokemon movie based around Detective Pikachu. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's that, all yeah, to me. You have Detective Pikachu probably coming to the United States soon enough uh, after it gets translated. So Pikachu is, like, the mascot. Everybody knows Pikachu. So if, to me, if you don't screw with that, let it go, do its thing, so that way kids don't get kind of confused on what it looks like and like you see poke, uh, Pikachu in a, in a Toys R Us you know you want to buy it to me if you can just give Raichu the Alolan form and just Raichu that would be perfect for me I'm in on it dude it surfs on its tail dude it, <laughs> it surfs on its tail it, it does look kind of sick it looks amazing. So it's got the ability Surge Surfer. So basically what that is it doubles its speed when there's an electrical field in play. Um, it's awesome. It's cute as hell. <laughs> it's uh, Come on man it's Raichu. It's, it's Raichu. Like Raichu is so awesome. It Every time I think Raichu, it's the only. I love Raichu because of the episode in the anime with Lieutenant Surge. I sent um, our buddy uh, Anthony Pino uh, a screenshot of Raichu. His reply: Pissed. Pissed. Um, I think that is literally the exact same thing that happened when you sent me that screenshot. I'm actually going to go back to our. Oh no, I didn't say. Pissed. I thought you said damn. I'd said a much worse word. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and that was the cool thing about. Raichu is, I don't like Pikachu. I never did. I never will. But Raichu is such a badass. I, I always liked Raichu more. I mean, I never hated Pikachu, but, you know, I would never pick him as a starter. Right. 
and and even in Pokemon Go, you have the opportunity to get them as a starter. Yeah, I know if you if you if you choose not, you know, them three. Yeah. And I think it was it the green you get Pikachu as a starter. Yellow, yellow, because okay. literally Pokemon Yellow, Electric Pikachu makes sense. Yeah, Pokemon Yellow is based off the anime, so like Jesse and James from Team Rocket and everything. Uh, but the reason I didn't even take Pikachu as my starter in Pokemon Go is because I was down the shore when I did it, so I knew that I was I would have caught a lot of Squirtles and stuff like that. So I actually chose Charmander. A, he's my least favorite of the starters. He's my favorite. <laughs> and I'm a Blastoise. I'm a Squirtle line guy, um, and I always chose Bulbasaur in the games. Do you know? Hold on. Actually, I chose Bulbasaur in the games because I was a child and didn't realize it. But as I get older, I realize. Do you know that Pokemon technically, if you really think about it, has an easy, medium, and hard mode? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Based off of what? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> so you can't choose a difficulty level in Pokemon. You can't. It's just new game, load game, continue, yeah, or whatever. I guess you're right. I didn't think of it like that. But the starters, Bulbasaur, Grass, Brock's Rock, and Misty's Water, both things are weak to Grass. Okay. So as you're starting out the game, you can beat those two, two gyms easier because of Bulbasaur. Yeah. Squirrel's Water. Onyx is weak to it. Misty's neutral to it. So it's that. But Charmander, weak to both rock and water, so that's hard mode. Yeah, you know, that actually makes sense. And come to think of it, I always chose Charmander, and I think I always struggled on the first two just because, you know, you're getting crushed and you have to kind of level up the you know your Pidgeys or your Rattata, whatever you call it in the game. But now, yeah, it makes sense. I would always attack... Uh, I'd always try to get a Butterfree by the time I got to Misty. So that was kind of my strategy when I chose Charmander. And it's funny because now I think about it. I've beaten X and Y twice. I've beaten uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire each once. But we probably beat Red, Blue, and Yellow 700 times. I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, and that's the thing. That was before, like, Pokemon Bank, which can store your stuff over Wi-Fi. And we didn't have that no, back then. No, 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 So no, we, no. when we started a new game, our Mewtwo, gone. Our Scythers, gone. We're lucky we had color in our Game Boys. <laughs> That's right. Both of well, red, blue, and yellow. Yellow is color, but red and blue were just Game Boy games. So we were playing them on the green giant brick Game Boy, or my first one was a Game Boy Pocket. Old school. Yeah, so I wasn't even playing those games in color at all. The last thing that the, that the trailer did give us was Team Skull. That's like the Team Rocket. Yeah, so the new villain team in, T- uh, in Pokemon Sun and Moon is Team Skull, and they got rap music, and they got it's like they got gangster cloths over their face. They like kind of like it looks like the Purge almost, dude. It's the it's the shit. No, they, they, I think they needed something new, something fresh with them. Edgy. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I mean, this is a kids game, but this is edgy. Well, I mean, I, I take it back. It's not a kids game. I'm 28. <laughs> but it is definitely geared towards kids. Uh, but Team Skull looks badass. I didn't write down their names. They're long yeah, and they're, I, I they're long either. and hard to pronounce. But it showed the leader. It showed the the top uh, the one A the Gale, and then it showed what the grunts look like. And they like they said like um, like ba- um, holy shit, what are they called? Bandanas like over their faces, so you can't see their kind of faces, just their eyes. It's sick. It looks really good. Hey, I'm, I guess I'm in. I wonder what like their motive is going to be it's going to be awesome i'm super excited catch all the pokemon so like i said this is that was team rockets um this is the like the fourth or fifth trailer we've gotten it's august game comes out in november we touched on this a bit earlier in the show dude are they giving away too much is there gonna be anything left um you would like to think that they have a a plan what they're doing so i assume there's more or if there is more i i wouldn't show it i'd wait and I, you got to drum up as much hype as possible. You want to you want to capitalize on Pokemon Go. I think that's what they're doing because they're announcing all these Alolan forms with Gen One Pokemon, and Pokemon Go is only Gen One. So it's like 
okay, we got them in Pokemon Go. They're all over YouTube, so they're going to YouTube Pokemon Go stuff. They want to figure out this, that, and the other. So if they can come across the new trailer for the new game and they see Gen 1 stuff, Exeggutor, Vulpix, Sandshrew, Meowth, Raichu. Um, They'll definitely get some fans Marowak, back for it. You're going you're gonna to bring in some fans for that. Definitely. I know two people that have already committed to buying the new game and they haven't bought a game since probably Gen 2 or 3. So that's exciting. They're going to buy a 2DS, 3DS, um, and Sun and Moon. So it's going to be really neat. Plus, I now have somebody to play with. Um, but it's going to be really neat for them. And that's, I think, the target market. But, man, they're, they're showing, like I said earlier, 45 new Pokemon from this new game. Like, I I texted somebody yesterday before I sent him the screenshot. I said, do you want me to send this to you or, or do you want to wait? And he said, I'd rather wait. But you can show me. <laughs> so, so I sent him the Raichu uh, screenshot, and he was—he did not like it. But that was the cool part: is like, well, there's seven thousand other things from this trailer that you could like. So there's that. Yeah, you get to pick and choose. You'll be fine. But it's also like, man, I want to be surprised, and it's tough for us. We have a podcast, yeah. and I'm obsessed with YouTube. So like, we we want to report on this stuff. So do I watch it or do I not? Do I not report it? Do you guys not want to hear about it? What do we do? We have to take the bullet for you guys. <laughs> yeah. So I'll suck it up, and I'll I'll. I will deal with the spoilers ahead of time because I know there's still going to be a bunch of stuff oh, yeah. in Sun and Moon. X and Y only released 60 or se- 69 or 70 new Pokemon to the to the fray, if you will, and it was disappointing. It wasn't even 100. That, that was the least since Generation 2, and Generation 2 only introduced a new 100. So I'm really hoping that this 45 is just a greater, you know, it's just a small fraction of what they have made, hopefully at least over 100 new monsters. I, I can't see them. I'm, I was thinking like 50, 75 range, but... I mean, hey, either or. You know, it's still new. Speaking of new, Wednesday, September 7th, coming up in a little less than a month, Sony has announced that they will be unveiling something new. Well, in reality, it's kind of already confirmed. They have confirmed that PlayStation Neo, codename Neo, maybe a PS4K, PS4.5, however you want to think about it, is real. Xbox has already come out with their next, or at least announced their next iteration, Project Scorpio for 2017. Neo is a real thing, but now Sony chose the date, Wednesday, September 7th, in New York, they will be revealing the PlayStation Neo. 3 p.m. Eastern, are you going to be watching live? I assume they're going to be broadcasting it live. I will be at work, so I will not be able to. I'll probably be three hours behind, but you know me, when things like this happen, I don't go on Facebook, I don't go on Instagram, don't expect me to, to break any news for you, maybe Sam will run the Instagram that day, because I'm staying far away from it till I get home from work, I don't want spoilers, I want to watch it on my own. I mean, I, I still have work them last two hours, but I'll see if I can, you know, sneak something in on my break for you guys. Um, and it's neat, because we it's real, it's finally real, you know, I have a PS4, I have an Xbox One, I don't have a 4K TV, so I don't see a reason for me to, to upgrade. I'm kind of in the same boat. I I don't have a 4K TV. I have a 3D TV, I have all that kind of stuff, but nothing with 4K. I mean, there's what I read that there's going to be no exclusive games for it, so... It's, it's not going to be exclusive games, so games are going to be built for the 4K platform, but every game, I'm sorry, 4K, uh, the Neo platform, but every game coming out will be compatible with both. Yes. So um, it's this is not like PS5. Don't think of it that way. Think of it as an upgraded PS4. That's 2020. Right. Yeah, right. At this point. Um, think of, well, it is 2016, yeah, so you're, yeah, you're right. Um, but think so think about it like that, but this does give some sustainability and obviously will improve some performances. Uh, right in time for maybe PSVR. 
Well, that's what I, the, the reports I've been, you know, reading. Enhanced graphics and power, VR capabilities, you know? It's funny. So, uh, allegedly, reportedly, maybe, Sony chose this date because they believe Nintendo is going to reveal their NX on September 12th, right before Tokyo Game Show. Uh that's big news to me that Sony wants to beat Nintendo to the hype, but that would only give them a week of hype before Nintendo comes over the top, and Nintendo could have that last laugh factor. Uh, the last laugh factor. That's all PlayStation needs, Greg. What does PlayStation need? Just get in there first. So Xbox got in there first, but it was in June. Exactly, but and theirs is coming out in the middle between them two. And well, NX is going to be March 2017, allegedly. Scorpio is going to be late holiday 2017. They just oh, released the Xbox. Oh, okay. They just released the Xbox One S. That's selling out everywhere for retailers. You can't get your hands on is one. Is it the slim version? Yeah, and you and it's two terabytes hard drive, internal hard drive. No more big ass power brick. So that's really neat that you can uh, for Xbox because they actually for the first time I believe in the since I think Black Friday of two years ago. This is the first time Xbox outsold PlayStation for the month. So the month of July, Xbox One beat PS4. So it's, they're closing the gap, but that gap is like 20 million units, so there's not going to be much catching up to do. Every blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. So I've been an Xbox guy almost exclusively for the past 10 years. Again, I've told this story. I've gotten a PS3 for six months. I went back to 360. I have both PS4 and Xbox One. I do play my PS4 more. Uh, probably 10 to 1 right now but xbox will always have my heart when gears 4 comes out i'm getting it for xbox because it's obviously exclusive traitorous doug uh when the bioshock collection comes out i'm getting it for xbox when madden comes out in two weeks i'm getting it for xbox so i'm still an xbox guy but damn it all it's ps4 friggin amazing yeah i i i myself i i don't know if i'm going to get this version but there's also another thing i read that there could be two systems coming out that 4.5 4.5 and possibly a slim version of the PS4. Yeah, I would assume that just like Xbox did, you would announce a slimmer version of the PS4. Now, the PS4 is not big and bulky. No, it is literally all. 8 inches from where we're sitting right now. There's an Xbox One and a PS4 next to each other. So we can literally look at them right now to kind of compare. The Xbox One is kind of bulky, but the PS4 is not big by any oh, means. God, the Xbox is clearly bigger. The PS4, to me, I don't even think it really needs a slim version. It fits kind of... I slide mine right under my TV, Um right above my tv stand and my tv stand is what maybe less than six inches if that maybe four inches and my ps4 slip uh, slips right in there so it's not a big console it's not bulky by any means it's not difficult to move it's not a pain in the ass doesn't have a big power brick to lug around um so i don't but it, do, it does make sense for them to release a smaller version i know big news for me is when they said that there's going to be no exclusive games to me that was like oh thank god because you know i don't feel like dropping 400 hours on another system and nintendo tried that with the new 3ds so they have the nintendo 3ds over 13 million units sold or whatever it was 32 million units ps4 i think is up over 40 now which is great um but you have so you have that um i think it is in the 30 millions maybe even more for for um 3ds but then they came out tried to come out with it's pretty much failed is a new 3ds it's got a little thumbstick on it it's got uh improved 3d you can kind of view the 3d from all angles as opposed to just straight on and they tried some exclusive games on it maybe just like two and they just died it went away yeah i never even played it there's there's no point in trying to make an exclusive platform even more exclusive yeah i I mean to me it's thank god playstation did this because i think it would have been a a bad move on their part and we'll cover in depth after the announcement of neo we'll obviously dive way into it and get much more into it we kind of just wanted to talk about the announcement of it right now and how there is a, a concrete date a possible concrete date for nx now you have all three major powers nintendo microsoft sony coming together with next gen or updated versions of this generation's consoles 
and what does that kind of mean for the console war? It's probably a little bit of, uh, you know, maybe a little, I wouldn't say trash talking, but, you know, of course you're going to have your sides. I'll be PlayStation, even though I probably won't buy anything. You'll probably get all three. I'm gonna stay away from I'm gonna stay away from Scorpio and Neo. Um, I was thinking about getting an Xbox One S just because it it does it's it's nice it's kind of like white. This is black. It does blend in with my entertainment system really well. But like my PS4 is blue. Does it have the same specs? It no. It's got a it's uh, got HDR, which is you know better lighting. But I don't have a TV that's capable for HDR. Um, it's got the two terabyte hard drive. It's supposed to 500 gigs, which I have run out of space on my 500 gig um, by leaps and bounds on my one. It has the power brick inside the console, so no big power brick in the back anymore. And, and quite frankly, the Xbox One is already whisper quiet, but it is improved performance as well. Um, I like the idea of it. So if I do get rid of my one, I might upgrade to a Scorpio because Scorpio is being built as the most powerful console ever. Six teraflops. Six teraflops. I don't even know what the hell a teraflop is, <laughs> but it's being built as the most powerful console of all time. Yeah, that's what that's what I read also. And I mean, hey, good for them. They, I mean, they're losing right now, so they have yeah, to. They, do they need it. Like they need it. Um, I'm going to let Sam kind of take over here from this point on. We're going to get into uh, some movie and TV stuff. Um, Sam, we're going to very briefly, since we've done it two weeks in a row, first two episodes. Give our final thoughts, and guess what? The spoiler tag has been lifted. Oh, God. On Suicide Squad. Okay, so make sure you guys see the movie before you guys listen on, because I'm definitely going to be saying a couple scenes, and I'm sure Greg may be also. So as of right now, what I look at, the movie's over worldwide $330 million. That That's already great for, for DC. They needed it after, you know, BVS. It didn't do what they wanted to do, so they needed something big from here, and thank God they got that. I'll go in first. What I almost spoiled last week on my favorite scene of Suicide Squad was, remember, spoilers, make sure you've seen it. You're in the alleyway with um, Deadshot or Floyd Lawton and his daughter, and he's, they're walking in an alley, and you just happen to see Batman swoop in behind Deadshot and just say, it's over, Deadshot. And to me, I don't know why, it, it, it was three seconds. It was my favorite scene of the whole movie. And it was Affleck. It was, it, it was. was, it was Ben Affleck. So it was, it was neat. I would say that's, that was probably right up there with, with my favorite scene as well in the film. Um, th- what I heard recently was, you know, how Suicide Squad did a whole bunch of reshoots and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's why like, you know, critics are just crushing it. Critics hate it. Fans love it. I mean, that's kind of to be expected with anything that has a following such as the Suicide Squad, anything that went through the controversy that this movie did. I still don't love the movie, love, 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 but I don't think it gets all the shit that no, it deserves. It, it doesn't deserve a 26% rating. It doesn't deserve a lot of the flack it does. Now, it is a little bit of rushed in the t- storytelling, but you have six characters, or even more than six characters, that you got to get through backstory on, right? You can have another three-hour movie. They cut out a lot of the dark stuff to make it more humorous, and that's where they kind of missed it. Apparently, the part where uh, Enchantress kind becomes enchantress when june whatever her face is june moon yeah when she goes into the cave and actually enchantress kind of takes her over that was reportedly allegedly supposed to be the opening shot of the film but because they wanted to change it around and reshoot they put it they kind of hamstrung it in the middle and they made the opening shot of course will smith and deadshot yeah i mean i'm, I'm still with her on, on the bad guys i mean yeah that we could have had a better villain but you know it's the first film I, like you like you i don't love it I enjoyed the film. Leto's all pissed off, obviously, because his his scenes got cut. Yeah, he mm. said he said all the scenes they cut it could have been a Joker movie, and I and and that's why I think they cut them because it's not a Joker movie. He'll get yeah, his he, time. He's not in the Suicide He'll Squad. Time, I'm, but, I'm fine with it. But he's getting shit on again. I loved him. 
I thought he was great. I think that, you know, this was a completely different take on the Joker. And there are so many different takes on the Joker. I don't know what you want. Do you want Mark Hamill's version? Do you want Ledger's version? Well, you're never getting Heath's again. And quite frankly, that's a good thing because you shouldn't ruin that. That is there. It is probably the greatest villain ever played in cinematic history. Oh. Especially maybe, definitely for comic books, maybe for all time. I, I mean, I, I agree there. I, he blew me, completely blew me away. Even though when I first found out it was him, I was devastated. Then I saw it and mind blown. So why are we comparing them? You know what I mean? Well, like, not, And I don't mean we, you and yeah, I. No, I mean I like you. the public. Why are we comparing them? They should be their own things. This Joker is clearly different. He's a gangster. And the first, like I, you know, the first time I saw it, I thought he was okay. In my head, I'm still, it's, it's still Heath to me, you know? Then I, I had to go back again a second time. And after the second, I, I saw, you know, Jared as the Joker, and I, you know, I accepted him. I thought he did a, a great job. Oh, what are we next? Going to say that the, the kid from Shameless in Gotham is the shitty Joker? Give me a break. No, I, I, I thought he did a really good job. <laughs> Same. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, why are, we, why are we giving so much flack? And it's, and you know, again, this is not a Joker story. This is Task Force X. This is the Suicide Squad, not a Joker movie. He, I am pissed that they took out his scenes, and I really cannot wait to see those deleted scenes on the Blu-ray or whatever. Oh, I am so excited for that. But I am kind of like shocked and appalled that there is so much flack going around for Leto's Joker. Yeah, it stinks, but you know, people are always going to hate. I'm, I'm going to hit you with my, my next favorite scene because I, I thought it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's let's just say they take over a chopper. They start getting shot at. Harley Quinn gets a text that is now. That's, this is my favorite scene. So Sam's about to describe my favorite scene in the movie. So, you know, she kind of looks at Deadshot and he's like, no. She just calmly gets up and just starts walking. As there's there's gunfire going everywhere, everyone's shooting at everyone. People are getting shot. And she's walking right to the Joker, takes off her, her little coat. Oh, come on, Joker. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. That's it. And then she jumps on the rope. Oh, it was just beautiful to me. It's, oh. She does like the high wire act from the rope where she's kind of oh. like wraps her leg around and swings and dead shots like about to take the shot. And he misses on yeah. purpose. Yeah, that- and, and it's the first time he's ever missed, which is, quite frankly, I can't wait till the Cinema Sins comes out on this because bullshit. Uh, when he fought Batman, he shot at him and Batman deflected the shot. So he missed. Yeah, but that Batman... Don't care. They they build him as the guy who never misses. Yet in the film, he misses twice. Well, you pissed know, about it. What are you gonna do? You know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying that's something that bothered me probably the most in the film besides Enchantress because she was annoying. But uh, another thing I thought was funny, you know, it's like when they intro the characters in the beginning. They you know they intro everybody, yeah. you know, every character, and then they're going on their mission and they're like, oh yeah, here's Slipknot, <laughs> and, and then two minutes later he gets blown apart. So uh, which I called who who was dying first. I mean, who wouldn't? Have called that. He looks like Nightwolf from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, when, when you say Slipknot, I'm like the band. Yeah, right. Um, and I assume that's probably where Slipknot got their name from. I, t- I don't me. know. I was so unfamiliar with him. I don't know. I, I know that's a type of knot you can tie. Obviously, yeah. uh, I think a Slipknot is actually the kind you use in a noose. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that, true. That's probably where they got it from. Probably not Suicide Squad, but you never know. And another great cameo. Well, well, oh yeah, I would say it's his second great cameo would be the Flash. That was neat. The Flash cameo was neat. It was short. Very short, but neat. Very short, but totally worth it. And I'm I'm digging his suit. I know, you know, at first, when I first saw this suit, I thought it was going to kind of be bulky, and but it, it looked kind of sleek. I'm in. It's got that new Spider-Man kind of look to it where it's kind of the same suit, but redesigned, slim fit for a kid, and that's kind of where the Flash is kind of at, too. You don't know. He's in that kind of tweener age, so it's it was pretty appropriate, in my opinion. I mean, I'll always, I'll still love Grant Gustin as the Flash on the TV show, but I think after what I've seen, Ezra Miller, I accept him in the movie universe. Yeah, for sure. And uh, 
I, I told you before, I'm not a huge fan of the attempted comedy that he tries to bring, um, if, especially from that Justice League trailer. He was the point of most of that comedy, and it was definitely annoying, but I'm not going to like say I don't like the kid just because of a trailer. Yeah, I mean, see, I, I, I liked it. You know how he, when, you, when you see him, he's kind of talking a little bit, a little, little fast, mm-hmm. and kind of just that little jittery little... To me, I, 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 I think it's going to work. Jesse Eisenberg. Very... Fast talking, right? Yeah, very, very fast. Thrown out there, just thrown out there. Everybody hated him, but you know, yeah, people well, like Flash. No, I, I like him in his own movies. It just he wasn't Lex. He shouldn't have been Lex Luthor. To me, that's a miscast. But that's neither here nor there. Staying on, well, actually, you know, just staying on superhero stuff to kind of wrap up the Suicide Squad. We've this is our third week in a row talking about it. Um, I'm just going to come out there and just say I really liked it. I didn't love it. I definitely didn't hate it. I'm excited to see the – there's not going to be an extended version or a director's cut, but I'm excited to see the deleted scenes. I, I give this movie a six six 6.5 out of 10. Oh. Well, me, I've, of course, I, I'll have to give it probably around an 8 just because the fact I, you know, I'm a DC guy and I love Harley. But to me, it was a good film. Go out and see it. Go support it. Don't download it. Give, them a, give them, Let DC get the couple dollars. Go before 12 o'clock so you only spend maybe 8 bucks. We can afford it. If DC put a turd in a Blu-ray box <laughs> and, says, <laughs> and sold it for 10 bucks. Would you give it an eight? No. I mean, I feel like you would give a it a solid eight. two, depending on the artwork. You literally just said a solid two for a turd. That's the joke, bro. Damn it. <laughs> that was great. Uh, so we'll stay on superhero stuff. Um, that was a lot of fun to talk about Suicide Squad for three weeks. The next time we probably talk about it is if um, you know Blu-ray comes out or if those deleted scenes happen. Or and I'll, I'll or probably be watching every featurette that they have. I want to oh, see all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Let's stay on superheroes before we transition back to movies. Sam, I'll let you take this segment over. Yeah, there's definitely been some casting news coming out in the, in the CW you know, TV world. I know I've been looking forward to, to see Mirror Master finally appear on the show and they cast gray damien i never heard of the guy but to me i'd rather have an unknown rather than have someone i know so i'm happy to see him in season three i'm sure everyone already knows by now tyler hoach linsman cast as superman on supergirl me i would have rather seen tom welling from smallville who we've seen parade as clark ken for 10 years and you only got the same superman in the that's suit that's who that is for the last episode and that's a little upsetting but i'll move past it also Surprisingly, Dolph Lundgren of Rocky IV, you know, the villain. <laughs> Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago. He's been cast as in a villain for season five of Arrow, I believe. In a, he's, he'll be the flashback villain. So that, that's pretty cool. Can't wait to see what Dolph will bring to it. He's the one I'm probably most excited about just because I'm going to every episode just want him to say, I must bring you. <laughs> if he says it, I'll love it. <laughs> that, would, that would set the internet on fire. <laughs> also, we have um, Kevin Smith just been confirmed to come back on The Flash and direct his second, second episode on there. By the way, Kevin Smith in support of Suicide Squad, which is awesome. Yeah, thank God. Well, he's got, you know, you know he's boys with Ben Affleck, so yep. he better support. That's right. And I hope it wasn't just because he gave it an 8 because he likes it and it was DC. I hope he really did like it. What, he gave it an 8 too? I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just making like, fun of you for ahead, being a go DC ahead, fan boy. <laughs> And he's also going to direct an episode of Supergirl too, which is pretty cool. And last but not least, something that just popped up this morning ah, this morning in the rumor bin for Deadpool 2 casting. They're eyeing Kyle Chandler. I only know him from Wolf of Wall Street. He's being eyed to play Cable, which is a big player in Deadpool, which I don't know if he'll be good or bad. So we'll see on that. And also we have 
Mackenzie Davis, who she was in The Martian. That was the only thing I knew her in. And she's up for possibly Domino, which could be another great character for Deadpool. Uh, Kyle Chandler is the main character from the show Bloodline on Netflix. Uh, and I, I hear good things about that show. Just never watched it. We tried to watch it. Um, we both fell asleep. It wasn't because we didn't like it. It was just because we were tired. So I, I, we didn't give it really a fair shake. Um because we're, like I said, we've been on Stranger Things. And, yeah, I know you've been um, loving that show. We are going to start Narcos, so we're really excited. Great for first Narcos. season. We're really excited for Narcos. Uh, season 2 comes back in September, so we're gearing up for that. Definitely. Can't go wrong. Narcos, definitely. And, and two season 2 is going to be its last, I heard. I, there's not much of a story to tell. I mean, he's dead. He dies. So, <laughs> I mean, there's not much more of a story, unless you do a prequel season like Spartacus did. <laughs> Hopefully they, they won't do that. Who was the girl again? Mackenzie Davis. She was in The Martian with Matt Damon. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to look her up to see what else she was in. Um, Mackenzie Davis. Oh, Kate Mara. I love you, Kate Mara. <laughs> so much. Besides in the new Fantastic Four Oh, there's Four Mackenzie film. Davis, all eight pounds of her. That's awesome. Uh, 29 years old. That that right there. Yep. Yeah, that's that's. Well, and, but Domino, she is all makeup. You you know you won't even recognize her yeah. in all the makeup she did. So see, she was in Black Mirror, Halt and Catch Fire. That's a TV show. Always Shine, Memory Box, Freaks of Nature, The Martian, Country Called Home, uh, That Awkward Moment. I mean, besides the, the Martian, I I don't even know who she is. Um, I'm looking for anything that I recognize. That, that, that's why I said the Martians it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really all she was in. That's like a film of note. But hey, listen, nobody knew Ray before Star Wars Episode Seven. So yeah, there she, you go. you're right. Absolutely. Da- Daisy Ridley is now has a place in my heart. Yeah, I, she's yeah, and a place on my wall. She's a cutie. That's right. I don't have a poster, but if I did, <laughs> if I did. But yeah, so the casting news. Hopefully, that's big all around. So hopefully, you know, if more news drops, you know, we'll we'll let you know. I am now realizing when I said she has a place on my wall, that sounded like I was going to hunt her down and <laughs> put her on my wall. I, I knew you meant a poster, but... <laughs> uh, Sam, you saw a movie recently. Yes. Very recently. Yeah, yes, that I did. I've heard really good things about this. We're going to do a spoiler-free review. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoiled food. That's really funny. Of the movie Sausage Party. We talked about it last week as the film. We're most excited about it for this week in our upcoming segment. We talked about Pete's Dragon, by the way, getting very good reviews as well. Um, don't go into it looking for the humorous kind of Peach Dragon from before, but the dragon looks great, Elliot, and the story is kind of heartwarming. That's what I've heard. But Sausage Party, you've seen it. Let's wrap. Oh my, Sausage Party was. <laughs> Let's cut the mustard. It was. It was very funny. Please do not take your kids. There are a a shit ton of curse words. I mean, left and right, but it, it was hilarious. They build the movie as a movie that equally offends everyone easily, like yep. kind of like Team America did. Um, they went into it and said, "Hey, listen, we're not if we're not just going to offend one race of people. We're going to offend everyone equally. So don't get your haters going, right?" And I think that's what Sausage Party does really well: is they shit on everyone. They they definitely bust on you know, like you said, everyone. And it was I. I was cracking up throughout the whole movie. It's a short movie. It's 88 minutes. I paid six bucks to go see it. It's a steal. <laughs> you, I mean, everyone and their mother is in this movie. I, I, I know I named the cast on episode two. I mean, it's definitely worth it. I've heard. So, like, there's a lot of religious undertone in this movie. Um you know, they look at the humans as gods yeah, and they yeah. think that when they get bought, they're going to go to heaven. Um, and then the, the sausages or hot dogs, you know, Frank, yeah. Seth Rogen's character, he gets purchased along with the girl. He likes the bun. I don't know what her name is. I can't remember. I forget. Yeah. Um, but, uh, 
they made some bun pun in one of the trailers. It was really funny. Um, oh, monogamy, I think it was. There's puns throughout yeah. the entire. I, I think movie. when when it's he's like I'm a one bun okay. man like. Put, put it this way. I'm going to say one little scene. It's not really a spoiler. I'm not going to tell you when it happens. But let's just say in the movie, at some point, there's a giant food orgy. Oh. Yes, I said that right. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it's hilarious. Just trust me and go see the movie. And, and you know, when they get bought and the humans take them home, they think they're going to heaven. They think they're going to, you know, this. And then... Uh, this 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 utopia, and then all of a sudden, they you know, Mister find P- out what we do. <laughs> the potatoes, uh, the, the potato gets chosen, and he's going to be the first one to go up to heaven, and and all this stuff. And then she starts skinning him, oh. and this is not spoilery. This is in the trailer, yes, so all yes. this stuff has been there. Um, and then he starts skinning him, and then you kind of realize, oh, oh right from there, it 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 it, it, it turns off. You it know? turns, and then they eat the baby carrots, and you're killing oh. the children. <laughs> it, it was it was really funny. I mean. Talented voice cast. I mean, even the ending. It's it's an if I assume it's going to do well. It's practically they kind of left a little bit open if there's a sequel. And that's the thing we talked about before about Seth Rogen. He's now tackled every kind of film there is to tackle. He's done uh, a, a CG um, CGI movie with Paul, where it was live action, and they put him in as the voice of the Paul and, and made him oh, in he, post. He's, he's they, very they, talented. Yeah, he's done uh, TV. He's done comedy. He's done drama. He's done, um, you know, a, a piece, a Renaissance kind of piece with Your Highness. I mean, they've done everything you could possibly. He's done Paul Blart <laughs> in Observe and Report. Um, he's done everything you possibly could, and this brings him full circle. I'm waiting for the cartoon next, um, but this would be the, the animated film that he was lacking, and they nailed it. They they thought it was kids-friendly, and you, you thought to, up until the part where they skinned the potato, and guess what? This is a uh-huh. completely adult film. Again, you're right. Do not. You know it. it's adult film within the first five minutes of the film. Was they Curse words just start flying. Good, and that's the way it should be because this is something that we need. Adults, we needed it. Like we need something as adults. It like it harkens back to like the, my thoughts on Pokemon. It's a child's like aesthetic, but anybody can like it. This is definitely a child's aesthetic. It's that nice, you know, uh, well-rounded CG. It looks beautiful. It looks fun, and then all of a sudden it takes that dark turn, and it's more for adults. It's so it's meant for adults, and like. That's awesome. So I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm probably gonna go check it out real yeah, soon. Yeah, you'll you'll definitely like it. I I know the type of comedy you like. So we're gonna talk about our top three Seth Rogen performances uh, for this week's top three. Um, eventually, I promise you, I'm getting a drop. I'm gonna get some music for the top three. I promise you <laughs> that we're gonna be able to, to put in there so we can get we can do some smoother and more fun transitions. That's in the works uh, down the line. So I'm excited for that. But we're gonna get into our top three um, Seth Rogen performances. I'll start off my number three, uh, written and directed by Kevin Smith. It was his, I believe, his second main role, and I, the movie is not critically acclaimed. It kind of gets shit on, but it has a special place in my heart. Zach and Miri make a porno. <laughs> That is a very funny one. I, I'm thinking that I'm going to go for these three, probably where you're not. Yeah, I, that one is not on my list. He, but even though I did enjoy the movie, Elizabeth Banks is hilarious in it. Yeah, and, and the whole, I mean, um, Jason Mewes is really funny yeah. in it. I The the biggest reason, probably I have this on my list, is the Dutch rudder. That's <laughs> <laughs> where I learned what a Dutch rudder is. Jeez. You Thanks, gra- Kevin. You grabbed the thing. I grabbed your arm. I worked the arm. <laughs> So funny. Um, that's so. For all that, you know, that movie didn't do very well. It's not no, critically it, it, acclaimed. It didn't do, but it, it's kind of long winded. But I really enjoy it. It's actually kind of a. It's almost like a cult like like following with that movie. No, it's kind of like a, like a pretty story. It's kind of a, it's like a love story. It's really I, neat. I love Craig Robinson when he's, yeah, he's interviewing fun. the girls. 
<laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Um, and I'm, I was like, you know what? Of all the love stories we've watched and how kind of boring they are, to see two people fall in love because they're making a porn together, and they were lifelong friends. Like how romantic? How romantic? <laughs> yeah, like it's like, I, and you remember the scene that he's, yeah. you know, he's oh, making yeah. his O face, and, <laughs> and she looks up at him, and they just kind of connect at yeah. that moment, and it's like, hey, that's a pretty neat way to fall in love with, based off of all the other crap we've seen before of like that schlocky, just kind of A to B love story yeah. with the, you know, the obvious twist of she leaves him, then they get back together, or whatever, and this movie has that. She does get of mad at him, this and yeah, other, but the way they frame it is really good. So. Um, while it's not, I'm sure you have uh, the movies that are, you know, the uh, the obvious ones. I wanted to go a little off topic. Last week we had, like, the same three answers for our top yeah, three for yeah. Suicide Squad. So I want to go give different answers, but I do mean them. Like, I honestly think, because it, it does. It, it, a special it is place a funny my, movie. Yeah, it's got a very special place in my heart just from, like, a nostalgic kind of, like, that's the first thing I didn't. I saw that before I saw the my number two movie. So, um, and my number two movie came out before him, and actually my number one. So this was, this was 2008, I believe, and that's the latest Seth Rogen thing I have on here. Anything from 2008 on, I do not have on this list as a spoiler. I actually have a an old my, my number three is from 05, which is a little movie. I may be on your list, the 40 year old virgin. I do not have 40 year old virgin on my list, but he that was the first time I'd ever seen him in a movie. Yeah, and he had a very funny. Uh, Supporting actor. He really did. I, I, I thought that whole cast just kind of flowed good. The first time I seen that movie in theaters, I, I think I was actually crying from laughing so hard. I mean, I know Seth Rogen didn't have, you know, a, a, maybe a huge part in the movie, but he had just enough where, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. Especially, well, he, he wasn't in this scene, but it was when Kevin Hart with uh, Romney. <laughs> I'm going to need that disc. <laughs> I loved it. This scene's only like two minutes. I like when they put the... Uh the baby's picture up the um, what the hell the ultrasound picture oh. on the big screen. He's like, "This is my baby," and this my baby. oh Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah, this is my baby. This is my baby's. You know what? Yeah, that was that was a going <laughs> so good. Um, that movie's long as hell. It's actually two hours and ten minutes. Yeah, it's really long. I remember watching it the first time, and I and like probably when it came out, like right around 05, 06, Um I don't think I saw it in theaters. I was only 16, 17 when it came out. Um, so I just got my license. So I'm not sure I saw it in theaters. I think it was rated R. Oh, yeah. So I might not have even been at the age you can see it in theaters. But I know I saw it on Blu- or on not Blu-ray, Jesus, on DVD because that was cool back then. Yeah, uh, DVD. And, and t- <laughs> we talk about it like it's obsolete. And that movie was was hella long, but it was wicked fun. Oh, it, it was it was worth the two plus hours to see it. Definitely. I, again, another different kind of love story. Yeah, yeah. In a weird in a weird way, yes. <sighs> the stuff he the stuff that Steve Carell. Oh. Uh, collects in that this, movie. To me, this is where he like this, he shined in this movie, right? Yeah, I mean, this was his first it starring role that bit. I remember, yeah, and too. it definitely opened him up because after that, um, I believe, I believe Anchorman was 04, so I want to say that Steve Carell became po- like popular or noticed because of Anchorman with the loud noises and like the stuff that, that he no, said in no, that movie. Uh, Bruce Almighty didn't that wasn't that his first? I th- Evan Almighty. Evan Almighty. Evan Almighty. Bruce Almighty was with Jim Carrey, and yeah, Evan yeah, Almighty no, was but a wasn't he the. I think he was a news anchor in... And Bruce Almighty? I think he was. I think he was. He was Evan. And yeah, I well, think when he was mouthing the words, he was... Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, yeah. you're right. As Sam just literally tried to eat the microphone, <laughs> which, is, which is great. Um, my number two would be Knocked Up. Oh, funny one. Yeah, Knocked Up. Uh, ben Stone. So Seth Rogen playing <laughs> Ben Stone. I love his name. <laughs> it was his first true starring role um, in any film, at least in film. So there's two reasons I like this movie. Number one... I love that. First, that's probably 
it's <laughs> right. So uh, Sam just made a motion. So I, I, I know none of you saw that, but I, and I said it right. But uh, the funniest things about that movie were it brought together, like it really showed that casting. It was Judd Apatow, and and I don't want to give spoilers away because my number one, but it brought together you know Jason Segel and. Ben, and uh, Seth Rogen and um, it's, Jay, it's Jay like, Barichal and It's like today's, like, their Rat Pack. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's really uh, it's a really funny movie. And, like, the business that they run, oh, the website that they run. It's funny. Um, all, basically, the, all the guys. Basically, it's a website where you can just put a movie in and it tells you who's nude in there. Or put an, an actor's well, name in and it tells you the movies that they're naked Well, in. that's like... Mr. Skin. Mr. Skin. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Skin. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Skin. Um, and it's also good because um, a this is where Catherine Hagel. Catherine Hagel is probably at her hottest. She's fantastic. And it's the kind of movie where you see it's like you know a not really you know a not a, a not good looking guy gets with you know a beautiful woman and right. you know um, very well equipped woman. But anyway, yeah. Um, Even though I did hear she said bad things after. That's why the my number. Not number two reason, but definitely the other reason why this is big for me is because of the drama that followed it. Yeah, Seth I mean, Rogen came out and said she wasn't all amped about the, her role. She wasn't amped about the movie itself. She's not, not really all about it. She wasn't about the premise. She's not really happy with the way the movie turned out. I even do it? Right. And I think that's probably like... I she should have kept that to herself. Greenbacks talk a lot. You know what yeah. I mean? The almighty dollar sign's powerful, and I'm not saying oh. that was her motivation. I have no idea what it was. I'm sure she got a couple million. But this also jump-started her career, too, from at least a comedy standpoint, to show that she could she had comedic chops, yeah. basically. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. So uh, that movie did have... Uh, and again, another long movie. Like, holy shit. It's kind of... it's it's Probably the runtime isn't super long. I have it somewhere around here. I don't know. The, the runtime's probably not super long. It would be over on this side. Um... But it does feel kind of long. I only I only saw the movie once. I mean, I, I did I did like it. I remember laughing. But I I he just has too many other movies. I'm sure if you know you like you said you wanted to change so we didn't have the same list. So I'm sure we might have had the same. But I can see why you said knocked up. So my number two. I know you've seen it. 2013. This is the end. Yeah, that's the one I had the hardest time not putting on the list. But I, big shout out. I, I, I mean, I, I know you. Everyone loved this movie. I mean, it was one of the funniest movies I'd ever seen in theaters. I mean, it's almost like the same as you know the cast from Sausage Party. I mean, every, everyone and their sisters in it. It, w- it was absolutely hilarious. J- James Franco, Danny McBride, kill me like they always do. Danny McBride is the probably the my. From a comedic standpoint, he's like the funniest actor oh, I've just, I, and he plays the same role in every movie. Talks the but exact same we love way, it. We but love we love it. it. <laughs> Vice Principals, Eastbound and Down, this movie, um, Pineapple, everything he's done, he plays the same role, and he's so and then damn funny. You don't see him like right in the beginning. You know, you kind of see him, you know, wake up in the bathroom. He comes down, cooks all their food, and you're just cracking up. Ugh. I mean, what more do you need? My favorite part of that movie by far was everything with Emma Watson. Oh my god, I I can't. <laughs> Anna Kendrick and Emma Watson are my love, are like my two biggest oh, she's, she's Hollywood absolutely crushes. Absolutely beautiful. My two big Hollywood crushes are Emma Watson and uh, I'll put in a good word. And Anna Kendrick, thank you. <laughs> and then you know at the last, the end of the movie, you know they're, they all go to heaven eventually. You know you see the Backstreet Boys dancing. Yeah, you know, that, was, that, that was pretty funny. That was a pretty good um, kind of Easter egg in there. That's a pretty good way to end it. That yeah, you was know, pretty, pretty a, big surprise. You had a little cameo, Channing Tatum's uh, yeah. Danny McBride's like little dog. Yeah, he's humping his leg. <laughs> yeah. um, Michael Sarah was in it for a brief time. He he went. Oh. I think he wasn't. He didn't he fall in the crack in the beginning and die. Yeah, no, he, I think. Uh, yeah, well, or no, he the got lamp impaled. Post, the lamp yeah, But then when um, Aziz Ansari gets That's caught right. in the dish, and, and Kevin Hart's kicked him in the face in the hole. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm, I was happy about that. I am not an Aziz Ansari fan at all. I, I'm not his biggest fan, but 
just seeing that little scene with like you know two comedians just <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I was recently talking to somebody at work and we were talking about our favorite comedians and he brought him up him and Kevin Hart this top two comedians and they're probably two of my f- least favorite comedians. I don't think Kevin Hart's funny and I don't think Aziz is funny, but he does co-star with Jesse Eisenberg in Thirty Minutes or Less. Yeah. I've mentioned that movie before and he's really good in that. But other than that, I'm he's not really, and obviously Parks and Rec. We really definitely got to do that list soon. Favorite three comedians. From a stand-up perspective, I don't like him. But in his in TVs and movies, I I, I can I'm actually I just, pretty good no, with him. Sorry, she wasn't ready. <laughs> That's hilarious. Come um, on, and I yeah I can't take away what he did in Parks and Rec because he's really funny in Parks and Rec too. Uh, my number one, and I'm breaking a rule, but fuck it, it's our show. Uh, I totally went tie, and I'll tell you why I went tie. Coming from the guy, no tie. No, I, I, but I have a reason. <laughs> I have a reason. It's a tie because they're basically the same thing. Right, bring it on me. Uh, it's not a movie. So it's Freaks and Geeks. Ah, uh, TV show. And Undeclared. Two TV shows. I'm unfamiliar with Undeclared, but I know Freaks and Geeks. Undeclared. Um, was that his start? What's up? Was that his start? Undeclared was his start. No, Freaks and Geeks was his start. Undeclared was before that. Freaks and Geeks, I want to say, was 99, 2000. And Undeclared was maybe 2002. And James Franco, was, he was the... Both of them. Yeah. Yeah, he was in both of them. So um, Jason Siegel's in there. Uh, well, Franco, I don't, I don't think he is actually in Undeclared. Um, I, I the know dude, for a fact he was in uh, Freaks and Geeks. He was one of the main characters in Freaks and Geeks. That I mean, they're both cult followings. They both had one season. Oh, definitely. Um, I think actually Undeclared had two seasons, but they equal out to be only like eighteen episodes. Freaks and Geeks was only eighteen episodes. Undeclared's thirty minutes, while while Freaks and Geeks was sixty minutes. But Seth Rogen does not have a main role in either one of them. But he is the and a supporting actor, but really funny, like the comedy backbone of both. Um, he played like in Freaks and Geeks. If you don't know it, it's like based in the seventies. And you know, is that Bill, Judd Apatow? Yeah. Okay. So it was Judd Apatow. Uh, he, he, I believe, he directed six episodes of it. I want to say he wasn't the creator, but he was a big hand in it, producer, yeah. writer. But undeclared was Judd Apatow. Yeah. That was his big break, and that's why all those guys are together. Because Jay Barrichell, I keep butchering his name. Barrichell. Yeah, whatever. He's the main character of Undeclared, so that kind of prompted him. I like his, him for some yeah, reason. That pumped up his career. Jason Siegel's in it. He plays the jealous ex-boyfriend who doesn't go to college. Undeclared's a show about your freshman year in college. And I know, I was reading a list, I was like, top ten shows canceled too soon, mm-hmm. and Freaks and Geeks was on there. Oh, yeah, it should, be, it should be number one on every list. It was uh, absolutely amazing. I think Deadwood was number one. Yeah, well, Deadwood's actually really good, too. Love Deadwood. Yeah, but... To me, both those shows, I watched them when they happened. Like, I watched them both as they came out. So, as a kid, it was really, really funny oh. to see Freaks and Geeks. God, I actually made a little note. I said, it's a side note for Greg. What do you think Seth Rogen's first film is? Donnie Darko. Oh, okay. Come on. Got, I, hey, I just checking. Just Come I, on. I know you love Donnie Darko, and that's I'm just, just testing you. Come on, dude. I, I, uh,. If anybody knows me, I don't talk about it like it's my favorite film anymore, but my entire high school... Oh, I, I know. I know. <laughs> my entire, probably 7th, 8th grade on to, probably when I was 18, 19 years old, that five-year kind of span of my life was Donnie Darko every weekend. If I never met you before, you were coming over and watching Donnie Darko. <laughs> if you were a female, you were coming over and watching Donnie Darko. If you were... I, I brought up the parties. I wore the t-shirts. I had the posters. Like, Donnie Darko... I remember. <laughs> that movie changed me. I don't watch it like I used to. Um, yeah, but you've seen it a thousand times. I, literally one thousand times have I seen that movie. Um, but as I got older, I realized when I was about in college, I realized, oh my god, that's Seth Rogen. Yep. So I did some IMDb searching back then, and it stuck with me ever since. That was his first. Just checking. You, you passed the test, brother. Um, yeah, Freaks and Geeks, 1999 to 2018 episodes. Undeclared, 2001 to 2003, 18 episodes. So both of them had 18 episode runs. Uh, Freaks and Geeks. 
has, uh, like I said, just a star-studded cast. James Franco's in it. Jason Segel, Seth Rogen, Marvin Starr, Becky Ann Baker, Joe Flaherty, Busy Phillips. Um, just a billion different people. Undeclared, you know who it has in it? Is Jax from uh, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. Pacific Rim fame as well. That movie's mm. so much better than people give it credit for. Uh, I mean, I just to me, the acting in that movie is always like, we'll be the answer to the apocalypse. <laughs> I just elbow. <laughs> Seth just, Rogen, uh, Seth Rogen, Tim Sharp, um, London Wainwright. He he's in like everything is the dad. Um, Carla Gallo, Monica Kina. So like that's just like I said, it's a show about being a college freshman. It's really funny. It's on Netflix. I believe Freaks and Geeks is too. I highly, highly advise you go watch both of those shows. You can you can binge them the same exact way you would any other Netflix show. They're all available. They're short, only 18 episodes each. You can get through them in a weekend, and I promise you, they they both have cult followings. If you have never heard of them, and God forbid, I really hope you have, and I hope you've watched them already, please go watch them. Seth Rogen's really good in them, but just as a whole, those two shows are just so damn good. Def give them def give them a watch. Yeah. So my number one, it's it's gotta be Pineapple Express. Mm. I mean, that was two thousand eight. I mean this had to be number one. I've, I've probably seen this the most out of Seth, Seth Rogen's films. Him and Franco, they just have a great chemistry together. They work with you know each other so well. Of course, Danny McBride's in it. Red, who is first time I saw Danny McBride. Dog life. I mean, c- come Fish on. Fish tacos. How's your dinner? I mean, the movie was hilarious. I was literally laughing from beginning to end. I'm, I'm kind of hoping they make. I know. I think it was this in the end. They have like the little sketch of the um, Pineapple Express two. Mm-hmm. I would love. Were they pitch on Pineapple Express too? I would yeah. love a sequel for Pineapple Express. I mean, you, I mean, you had, you know, I love her, Amber Heard as Seth Rogen's girlfriend. If you're, I don't know if you remember. I mean, yeah, uh, Johnny Depp just got uh, photographed throwing things at her. So yeah, but it, it could be edited. Don't knock my boy Johnny Depp. <laughs> it was just, it was breaking news this morning. There's pictures of him throwing things at her. Innocent until proven guilty. Perfect. But I mean, yeah, definitely. Every, I'm sure everyone's seen Pineapple Express. Pineapple Express. Even you know Craig Robinson when he gets hit with the the coffee potty. <laughs> I mean that was hilarious. I mean if you didn't see it, please definitely go check it out. You you won't be disappointed. We'll go through the rest of the show pretty quickly. Um, we have just a couple of things we want to touch on, and uh, we've been going on for about an hour and fifteen minutes, so we want to definitely kind of wrap it up. A um, couple things. We're going to talk about the Rogue One trailer real quick. We're going to talk about the Resident Evil Final Chapter trailer real quick, what's coming out in theaters and also uh, in video games. And then Sam's going to share a story um, about a concert he's just seen. So obviously we're going to talk a little bit about music. We're pretty much going to do like concert reviews or record reviews, stuff like that. Again, it's going to be the music we listen to. I'm not going to go on iTunes and, and pretend to care about the next country stuff that comes out. I don't like country music. I don't give a shit about like a lot of stuff that comes out. So... Um, if you don't like our musical taste, I'm sorry to hear it, but we do have, I mean, we do like a lot of different kinds of music, um, but we'll, we'll just kind of do concert reviews and record reviews that we buy and stuff like that. So we'll share a story or Sam will share a story of a show he just kind of went to, and then we'll wrap up the show. So we'll start with the Rogue One trailer. In reality, Star Wars Rogue One, it's like a Star Wars story. It takes place in between episodes three and four. Basically it's the rebels banding together to try and steal the Death Star plans. Um, the cool thing about this trailer was two things. Number one. Well, we know there's a Darth Vader teaser at the end, so that's really neat. We just hear him breathing. is really neat. But the other thing about this movie, and this isn't so much about the trailer but more about the movie, is this is a movie that we kind of already know the plot to. 
because episode four is in existence. It takes place between three and four. We know the plot because we know the opening to episode four. So there's not really going to be like any plot surprises. So I'm kind of excited to see what the surprises are. And I, like now, like technology is finally been great. Now, now you can kind of see the walkers and you know the the X plane or I forget the the, the <laughs> Tie Fighter. Tie Fighter. You know, you get to kind of see them. You know, HD. I'm. I assume it's coming out in three D. I'm not sure. Of course it will. I mean, of course it will. It'll be IMAX three D in December. And, It'll come out this December too, by the way. And and the only actor I recognized in the whole thing was Forrest Whitaker. Everyone else is to me is an unknown. And it's the same thing to me. It's like you have. Um. Same thing with what we were just talking about earlier. Like, it, you don't need, you know, with Ray, like I was mentioning earlier, you, you don't need to know these people before. It's just about how they kind of impact the film and what they could do then. No, I'm, I'm happy that I don't know anyone because, you know, just for, Forrest Whitaker, I think, is that, that's all you need. You don't need really no one else. I think he's a great actor, you know, and I'm, I'm hyped to see what they bring in Rogue One. Listen, we wouldn't have an episode of We Podcast and We Know Things without one of my cats chewing, my fiance coming down to leave, or. Your phone going off. So it's okay. This is what happens when you podcast live. This is the cool part. Listen, we have a studio that literally is um, basically like a living room. Uh, You can say that. Yeah. So so people do some living. There may be a TV on with baseball highlights to our right or to my right to your left. There may be a sectional over there with some cats. There may be some refrigerator running behind us and some bugs going on. Well, who cares? We get it done still. We we get it done still. We bring you the best content we possibly can every weekend. This weekend will be a Saturday. Um, Next weekend's I think, Labor Day weekend or maybe the weekend after that. So we'll we'll talk about the schedule moving forward. But we want to make sure we can bring you a really good episode every week. and that's why we, we even though the episode trailer just dropped yesterday, we're still bringing the content. And then, well, go ahead. So no, I, I did this. The one, I did tell Greg. I said, I have a little something I wanted to kind of spring on you during, during the podcast. He has no idea. Oh, so do I, but I didn't tell you about it. Good. Well, maybe. I'm going to put you on the spot at the end of the show. Oh, great. Here we go. Okay. Well, remember I told you, I think a week or so ago, I said the early November is coming. Yeah. That's not the case. Uh-oh. So what I just kind of looked up, um, there's a, an acoustic tour. It's Aaron Joliseppi. And I don't know who he is, but he's also bringing along with him Ace Enders, mm-hmm. who's the lead singer of Early November, and Vinny Caruna from the movie Life. Yeah, I know that. Oh, I, I didn't know you knew <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, so yeah. That, that was me kind of just bringing it to you there. I didn't know if you and, – and it's at the Fillmore Friday, September 23rd. Yeah, so we'll be there. Oh, that easily. Yeah, so um, – well, I, I don't know. I wanted to – to go through the other trailers, but since we just kind of touched on music, well, why don't you just tell the story you wanted to tell? No, number one, that was that was what I really wanted to say. And then the other thing we have, you know, the starting line with Taking Back Sunday. I'm not sure who's headlining that, by the way. So it'll be taking it's Taking Back Sunday's holiday show. One night they have acceptance, and one night they it's two nights. One night they have acceptance. One night they have the starting line with them. So it's starting line's not headlining that show, but starting line said that they're going to play one more show after that this year, a seventh show. This is only their sixth of seven shows in 2016. So their seventh show is probably going to be their headlining holiday tour, which we've been to a couple times. I just you know they still owe us that one song that he said he was going to play. So we'll, we'll see about that. And I know, you know, only have one new record coming out on here. I have a note concert I missed yesterday, Blink-182 and a day to remember. A little sad I missed it, but that's okay. A day to remember. It's a new album coming out September second called Bad Vibrations. Eleven songs. If you get the deluxe edition, it's thirteen. I'm pretty excited. Uh, so we'll, <clears throat> I don't really feel like talking about Resident Evil. So we'll hit on that real quick, and then we'll go back to what you know the upcoming stuff because we're just talking about upcoming records. Resident Evil Final Chapter trailer came out. Uh, cool things. Paradise City is playing in the background of it. Um, they go back to Raccoon City. 
there's completely a, destroyed. <clears throat> yeah, there's a really cool callback to the laser scene from the first movie, um, and it's very suicide, suicide Squad esque with the music uh, choices and editing cuts. As v- that trailer reminded me a lot of the Bohemian Rhapsody, which, by the way, is Panic at the Disco. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. did, I did, I did, I did look at that. Um, so that's it. Definitely harkened to that. But man, I don't give a shit about this movie. I'm not going to be seeing it. At I mean, all. I seen. I mean, I didn't play religiously the games. I always used I to do. watch like I Machi do, and yeah. Carmen back in the day. Play Resident Evil Two. Resident Evil Four is my favorite. I mean, you know, Mila Jovovich. She's a badass. I mean, you, you, sure, you, you cannot argue that. I mean, I, I've seen the other ones. I have to see this, especially it's called Resident Evil: The Final Chapter. They so. said that about Saw, and they're redoing Saw. So they, they did. You know, I. You know, it says Salt 7 right, in yeah, 3D, yeah. the final chapter, and they're remaking a song. I think movie. it's the only one I didn't see. Uh, me too. Yeah. But you can get all seven of them for like eight bucks on Amazon for one Blu-ray. I, I have it, and I still have watched it. Yeah, I don't, I don't even care. I like the first three, and then it falls off for me. Once the dude from Linkin Park's in it, I'm over it. I think I think it was the second one where it's like, your daughter's in a safe place, and she's in, or he's in the safe. The guy, yeah, Saw 2. Yeah. No, wait. I think Saw 3. Saw 3. Well, Saw 2 is where they're all stuck in the house and the chick falls in the needle pit or whatever. Saw, Mitchell, yeah, yeah, Saw 3 is when it's the guy who um, the girl freezes and like he has to put her in the water and she like cracks or whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, but his kid's at the safe at the end. Yeah, then, yeah. I think that was my favorite yeah, that's one. Saw 3. The first one was they do the brain me. surgery on, yeah. on uh, Jigsaw. Saw 1 is probably still my favorite because I didn't. it did not get spoiled for me. Yeah, I didn't so, get ruined, so that's it for me. Yeah. Um, I don't give a shit about Resident <laughs> Evil, though. Do you? Yeah. No, I mean, I'll, like I said, I'll see it just because I've seen the other ones. You know, I have to. Speaking of things I don't care about... Uh, <laughs> War Dogs comes out this this week in theaters. That's the only movie that's really worth talking about. There's like that other one coming out, like the another Roman movie. Um, it's Herdung or some. Sh- I don't even remember. I'll look it up now about the crap that comes out. Um, I mean, War War Dogs. It does look funny. You know, Jonah Hill's in it. Um, it's other guy, Miles Teller. Yeah, he's who was in, terrible as Mister Fantastic. By the way, that's where he's his claim to to not so much fame. Well. Hey, well, the, obviously, I'm pretty sure I speak when everyone by saying the new Fantastic Four was probably the worst movie. So I would I would say blame it on Fox because of all the reshoots. Oh, definitely. But whatever. Bring it back to Marvel. Uh, ben Hur. That's the movie okay. coming out. Ben Hur. Uh, Kubo and the Two Strings is coming out. Like that's a pretty, pretty decently marketed animated film. But War Dogs is really the top yeah. thing. And I'm on. I don't care. I hope Suicide Squad still beats it out. It's a dramedy. It's a comedy. It's a war movie. You've seen the trailer, I'm sure. It's a true story of two young men that they won. Uh, they won like a $300 million contract from the Pentagon to like go sell arms or be an arms dealer in Afghanistan. I, I just honestly could care less. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not one of the ones I'm really excited about. But, you know, if I if it's four dollars, maybe I see it. And in the video game realm, now this is probably going to make big news, but it's not something I'm interested in, and I think a lot of people are not interested in it, but because of the title that it carries, it does carry a lot of weight. Metroid Prime Federation Force comes out this week. I believe it's a Friday release um, for Nintendo 3DS. So, yes, they're finally releasing a new Metroid game, and we get to play with Samus again, but do we? It's like It's like (laughs) a Super Smash. (laughs) It's like a multiplayer kind of game. I don't even know what the hell is going on. It used to be they marketed it originally as like a Metroid soccer game, and then they kind of revamped it to be a, a first-person shooter, but like more multiplayer-centric than single-player. Again, if I cared more about it, I would do more research on it. I don't give a shit. It is it's going to flop. People hate it. It's getting suicide-esque treatment 
but from the fan base. It's getting shit on everywhere. We just want a Metroid game harkening back to the SNES, even a Metroid Prime game like it was on GameCube. I want either another side-scroller like uh, you know Metroid uh, Zero or Metroid Prime or Metroid... I'm sorry, not Metroid Prime. That was clearly not a uh, side-scroller, but Metroid, Super Metroid. Those are the games that I remember. Nintendo, Super Nintendo, even the Game Boy one. I think that was Metroid Zero or Metroid... Uh, advanced, I don't remember, but that's what I'm looking for is another 2D Metroid game so I can play a Samus and something else in Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, I don't even have the system, so I definitely won't be getting it. So, last thing we're going to talk about, Sam, you recently went to a show. Uh, what show was it and how was it? I went to see Coldplay. Actually, I, I don't know if they sold out the Link, but it was actually my first time in the Link. I actually, beautiful stadium. Oh, Link's wonderful. I've been there yeah. for multiple uh, multiple football games and sadly multiple country concerts. So, oh, oh, you're a better man than me. I mean, we, we you know we we're level two hundred one, I believe. You know, we we're dead center to the to the band. Perfect seats. When you when you come in, they give you this wristband. It changes all different kinds of colors. It looked awesome. I actually took some videos. I'll actually I'll actually try to post some on our Instagram at We Podcast. We know things. It was great. You know, they played, you know, the scientist, the hits that you want to hear. I'm only really a fan of their first album. They only played maybe two songs from it. They didn't play Shiver, Butthurt, but it was still a great show. You know, I was happy. Yeah, I, it was $100 a ticket, a Jesus. little more than I wanted to pay. Jeez, man. But now A I'm little just, more than you wanted to pay. I'm just happy. What? I've never seen Coldplay. I got it out the way. I heard my songs I wanted to hear besides Shiver. Pissed. I'm happy. I'm happy. Pissed about it. No, I'm I'm. To pay a hundred dollars to go, well, to be honest, it was actually a, a birthday gift from my sister. So okay, well, that's so much. That's so much better. Yeah. So. Way to way to hold that one off <laughs> to the end. Now I feel like a dick. <laughs> but anyway, uh, there are very few bands I would spend one hundred dollars to see. Very few bands. I will tell you right now, one of them is something corporate. Yeah. For them to come back and do a one night only I, reunion I show. I mean considering I only saw Andrew McMahon once or twice. You saw him with me yeah. when he and he did do some company yeah. something corporate yeah. stuff yeah. and I think Clutch was there, the guitar player from something corporate. Um he or maybe bass player, I forget. But he was there that night, so it was like a mini reunion. But then I hearken back to like our hidden in plain view reunion that we went yeah. to. Uh when, yeah. when Ace opened for him. But um something corporate would be one of them. Definitely yeah, that, I would, that I would spend a hundred bucks on, but uh, fifty be better, but <laughs> um I don't listen to Coldplay. I don't care for Coldplay, but it's neat to hear that that was your first Coldplay experience but and they had a good time. All their new stuff, you know, I don't, I don't listen to the radio. I listen to my music, so all their new stuff that they played, I, I mean, yeah, I appreciate it, but I, I like their first two albums. You know, to me, that's their best. Mm-hmm. So, you know. And we're going to leave you with my challenge to Sam. So uh-uh. I, 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 have, I had this idea since uh, last week, and quite frankly, I just forgot to ask you on the air. Good. So forget. I've been waiting a week. I've been waiting a week, and I'm going to put you on the spot. And I hope you say yes, but you can say no. You can absolutely decline, okay? So I hope you will. But my challenge to you, my friend, my one of my groomsmen. Oh, here we go. <laughs> one of my groomsmen in my wedding next year, one of my oldest friends, 20 years oh, God. of friendship. Hit it. I challenge you to borrow my Nintendo 3DS and uh. Pokemon X and play it. Beginning to end, beat the Elite Four. And every oh. week we do an update segment on this show. Okay, wait. Beginning to end, that's, that's just, a lot. Just to the Elite Four. You don't have to play any... Well, there's not really a lot of post-game to it. But you get all eight badges, beat the Elite Four, and every week we do an update status on this show 
as a segment as to where you are, what you caught, and you are the one that's going to name them all. Because wow. that's what I want to hear is you try to say those Completely names. Completely on the spot. Had no idea he was going to say this. <laughs> uh, what, what generation is this? Th- that would be uh, Generation 6. There's 630. I haven't played Pokemon. since Gen 3. I don't know. None of these Pokemon, but... I, okay, I'll say this. I will give you my 3DS, my charger. I will start the game over because I have everything I want in Pokemon Bank, so I'm not missing anything. You play beginning then. You'll be surprised at how many Gen 1 things are in this game. I have probably 80 Gen 1 Pokemon, maybe even more than that, uh, from this. Probably probably close to 100 in my Pokedex from this. And I'm telling you now, Sam had no idea this was happening. He's shaking his head right now. But every time we have a Pokemon conversation... All you can do is talk about Gen 1, and I want you to open up, and I want you to see how cool the rest I'm of that game school, is. I'm old school, man. I want okay, you to see how okay. cool it is. I, I can't promise how, you know, how many, you know, the hours that I can devote to this, but I promise I will try to play a little bit. You know, if I can't do it each day or every other day, I will I will give it a shot. Just a little bit during the week. I'll give it a fair shake. Maybe, like, 10 the, minutes. The goal, <laughs> the, goal, the goal would be one badge a week. That would be my goal. But I'm telling you now, you get to Gym 1 pretty quickly. You get to Gym 2 in a long time. There's a big, there's a long, lot of stuff between Gyms 1 and 2. And then Gym 2 and 3 are like one town over. It takes 10 minutes. So if we do one gym a week, whatever. But that would be my goal. I'm not going to hold you to it. Like I said, um, do you accept the challenge? I'll, I'll accept. I, I will do my best. You know, I'm, I'm rusty in my, my, my Pokemon skills with the, you know, Game Boy or what DS. Yep. Three this will be a Nintendo three D S. You can turn the three D all the way up and look at all these sweet ass monsters in full three D animation. I don't need three D glasses. You do not need three D glasses. All right, I'll I'll accept your challenge. Awesome. That's so good. I'm so excited. Uh I have a feeling you are going to absolutely fall in love. It is a fantastic. We'll find out. So that will conclude the first, last, and only episode three of We Podcast and We Know Things. Make sure to go to WePodcastAndWeKnowThings.com for all the latest updates for when episodes release. Make sure to like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash WePodcastAndWeKnowThings, or just go up to that little search bar at the top and type in the name of the show, We Podcast and We Know Things. Most importantly, follow us on Twitter at WePodAndWeKnow and on Instagram at WePodcastAndWeKnowThings. We try to update the Instagram the most regularly uh, because, quite frankly, we have a lot of pictures and content to share with you guys also follow us and subscribe on itunes like us on stitcher yeah make sure you do that obviously we want to make sure that uh you guys know when the next episodes are coming out but we're like we we're pretty predictable we want to come out every weekend this episode three just like episode two uh is dropping on saturday that is now 66 percent of our episode library dropping a day early <laughs> yet we Woo. yet we advertise that we do uh sundays but now 66 percent of our episodes are on saturday but that's okay hey, earlier is better than later right that's right so um Thank you, everybody, again, for all the support we've had so far. We've had a, a lot more than I expected, um, a lot more downloads, subscribers than I could have ever imagined at this point. Um, only three episodes into the show, and actually only two episodes into the show, technically, because this one hasn't even dropped as we're saying this yet. But I, I cannot thank you enough from the bottom of my heart for all the support you've given us so far. Yeah, I agree with all the above. And like same, I, I, I appreciate all the positive feedback that we both have received from everyone. Just, you know, grateful that you guys are listening. Yeah, and we're always open to constructive criticism. So make sure to leave a review of the show on iTunes, on Stitcher, on the Facebook, on Instagram, whatever you need to do. Reach out to us personally, professionally, however you, however you want to. Let us know your thoughts on the show. Open and honest communication. That's what we're all about here. So thank you so much for listening to episode three of We Podcast. And we know things. We'll see you in episode four. All right, guys. See you next week.